Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. We finally got all three hosts back together. Dex joined by Punk and Worko. Worko looking for the audio listeners like he is literally just put his face straight into some beetroot and for some reason this man took factor 50 sun cream to Wembley and has somehow managed to get burnt more than I've ever seen anyone get burnt on their face in quite some time by just sitting down somewhere was that Jack? Uh well, actually, the comedic answer to why I look like this is that I'm doing my best Barnsley fan impression after we beat them in the last minute of uh, extra time at Wembley. And I will drink it in. I will drink in the tears. I will drink in the sour grapes as much as I possibly can because it's glorious. Uh, please, di- please direct all hatred Barnsley <laughs> fan to at WorkoTV on a Twitter account. Yes. Yeah. Because w- I'll just do the Josh Windass and I'll just reply with real, like, blunt sarcasm to them all. It's great. I, just, I actually really find that entertaining to do that when people do send any crap my way. Uh, no, but, but what's yeah. the real reason? The real reason is I was uh, cricket scoring for my cricket club, and I actually did put Factor 50 on my face, believe it or not. The UV would just... No, genuinely, I had Factor 50 on my face and on my arms, and I literally... For audio listeners, you won't see this, but I look like a rhubarb sweet... Or whatever. Yeah, those. that's awful. You know the pink yeah, and the beige. Bad. Yeah, yeah. But that's Jack, awful. I, yeah. Jack, did you reapply it? Because you yes. do realize just putting it on one doesn't yes. do a thing. I did, and it just burned through it. And you didn't have a cream mix-up, did you? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we know if we'd had a cream mix-up, if it was VT, I'd have no beard left mm. or eyebrows. <laughs> I like how you think Jack's just got V on the side. Um, but yeah, also <laughs> joined actually. by Punk. How are you, my friend? I'm, oh, not, I'm not too bad, thank you very much. It's been, been a good week. Uh, well, spoke to you on Friday, but it's been a good weekend getting something done and just planning stuff. It's been interesting. Excellent. Excellent. Um, how's your week been other than that, Jack? Other than the it's, been, it's been okay. It's been okay. I've, fa- I've had some very good news. Uh, some very interesting little little good news um but yeah just 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 kind of i don't know why you're right? pregnant no no jake is though yeah yes well we didn't actually mention this in the last podcast no, we not him technically it would be his wife um yeah. but <laughs> just saying so. um <laughs> jake is expecting a um a baby and we i was gonna say i don't know what the gender is but we don't you don't know what the gender is We're you're not, not finding, finding out, out are you no. so so congratulations on that. I thought I'd say it on the podcast for the people who don't follow you on social yeah. media. So you're a second child. Yeah. How are you feeling about that, Jake? Nervous. Nervous again. And it explains why I've been absolutely snapping at the lads off behind the scenes. Because I have been an absolute nightmare to work with the lads. I've never weeks. seen him like it. Ever. He's been such Ever. a diva. He's actually I, been such a diva out of nowhere. He's never like this. And he's turned into the biggest prima donna ever. I think I think it's that mixture of the entire fear of going, yeah, we planned for this and everything fine. But we're really bad at planning, me and my wife, because let's have a child a week before the other child's birthday. Nice. Didn't think that one through. I just think you need some other hobbies around that sort of time of year, clearly. <laughs> yeah, why not take like, up crocheting? Just playing, 
No, play some video games or something. <laughs> what was your good news if you want to share on here, Jack? If it's not uh, podcast, I'm not allowed to. Good news, you don't have. I'm to. not allowed That's to. That's fine. I, am, oh, I know I'm, what I'm it is. I'm legally signed off on not allowed to tell anybody. Yeah, so. we know. No, I know. Yeah. I, I know what that is. Oh, we know what it is. I also, it's almost one of those things where, like, when Jake put, like, he did the announcement, I think we were, like, the first people he told or very yeah. close to it. And I genuinely nearly did the bridesma- uh, the the bridesmaid thing on Facebook, you know, when someone says they're engaged. And, like, oh, so glad everyone else gets to share the secret. Yes. You know, I was like, should I do that? Just to legally it cover should. my ass, right? I have not disclosed any details about the project. I have just said that I am in it and I am allowed to say that I am in it because many of the other people in this project are also saying they're in it, but nothing more than that. But I, yeah, I, I don't want to say what it is because if I do, I feel like the universe will take it away from it, me. We glazed over it, Jack. Just stop no, talking. Okay. We, didn't, we didn't say anything about it. We let you say it's private and then but we just, moved on. I know how, look, I know how you NDAs know what work. It is. And yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I know how NDAs work. You don't get done for talking I, about yes. an NDA. Just Calm okay. down, okay. sir. Okay. Jack's Jack's actually doing something acting-wise. You can say that, and that's yeah. cool. Well done, Jack. Ho- awesome. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, it's nothing mocap because you currently look no. like. Because they'd have to use quite a few <laughs> shaders to bring down that shade of red. It'll be it'll be mocap. It'll be the net FIFA uh, Etty football character development lot. You know when it all run badly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, be the receptionist on the uh, FIFA cut scenes. <laughs> Anyway, good to have you both back. I can't believe I'm saying that. I don't know if I fully believe it. But yeah, Jack, (laughs) you've you've finally got a PC that works, have you? Yeah, I have. It's the same. And although I didn't get a Mac, the guy that repaired it was Scottish. So his name could have been Muck something, for all I know. (laughs) Fair enough. So that's as close to a Mac as I'm going right now, okay? You know, know, next time I see you, I've got a drawer full of Apple stickers. I'm just going to give you one. You can just put an Apple sticker on that computer and go, done. You're going to do what? Um, I I did wonder why you've got Live, Laugh, Love, by the way, on the wall of your studio there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, as you were saying, James. Don't do that to him. No. I'm not even using a Mac for this. I'm using a I'm using a laptop, but it's all integrated. You just decide to put things together and they go bang. Mm. That's the problem. But yeah, today's episode, we're still a football podcast, even though we chat nonsense for the first 10 minutes, as always, is basically going to be covering the retain list and our, our sort of uh, extended thoughts on that one, because there's quite a lot that goes into that. But also we're going to start talking about potentially who we should be looking at early in this transfer window. Now, there's a lot of names that we have gathered and I am going to hold some off for next episode, I think, because there's a lot to talk about there and too much for one episode. So we will um, break this down as we... Basically, the entire Talkie Wednesday team, we've actually done some work and we've all been doing the... uh, We've been looking into it like we used to back when when I wasn't so busy, guys, and I wasn't saying that every week. Um, We've we've looked into some... We've basically been scouts. Yeah. Or looked we into were, some we probability. We were pretty close on the retain list, what we did on the podcast. Mm. Yes, we were. I nearly edited it in. I nearly edited the, uh, you know, like reading out the retain list, but yeah. I didn't bother because we were both doing videos on it anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, appreciate your support on these podcasts recently and on the general um, support on this channel, I think Jake's channel will yeah, be the same. Nice. And then yeah. Worko doesn't do anything at the minute. So 
there is that. He's just gone, oh, no, I'm not doing anything anymore because my PC went bye-bye. Yes. And then he had a big cry. Yes, um, I did actually cry a little bit. You were so angry. I've never, yeah. I've never, he was like, I'm, he was like, I'm so sorry, guys. I can't believe this. You know what the best I'm part so is? So sorry. You know what the best part is? He's had no PC and that's what he uses to play computer games on. So he's had nothing to do apart from what rubbish TV. No comment. Um, so there is, don't worry, that was a, that was an inside joke, but I don't think, I think it went over both of their heads it, that I'll tell it, them about later. Um, cool guys. Feel like that guy was just like you'd been left, you know, with the uh, the spot. Basically, you in the vlog, Jack, when you kept talking mm. and I cut you off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's just go straight into the retain list. So for those who haven't seen, the Owls can confirm our player retain list following the conclusion of the 2022-23 season. Dennis Adenaran, Jaden Brown, Sam Durant, Ryan Galvin, Ben Hennigan, Jack Hunt and David Stockdale will re- be released upon expiry of their current contracts. Wednesday have exercised options to retain Barry Bannon, George Byers, Lee Gregory, Dominic Iorfa, Liam Palmer and Josh Windass. New contract offers has been made to Fisayo Deli Basharu, Marvin Johnson, and Callum Patterson. Aidan Flint and Reese James leave Hillsborough following their respective loans. The Owls would like to thank all departing players for their services following a memorable campaign, and we wish them the very best for the future. Right, the first thing I'd like to do, guys, I'd like to break this down in order. So we're going to talk about the departing players and our thoughts on that, and then we will go into the exercised options and then the contract offers. Okay, so let's try not to overlap the sections. So... I will start with David Stockdale, actually. We will do that in reverse because David Stockdale has actually just got a club straight away. Um, He has signed for York City and he's going to be a player, but he's also going to be their head of recruitment. Now, that's slightly sad in the fact that I'd like to have seen him come into this setup at Wednesday. But however, if he's going down that aspect, there might be a place for him here. And I will say he's somebody that engages with the fans. For me, that was quite a sad one to see us lose that sort of personality. I want to sort of put it to you, Jake, first. Are we in danger of losing big personalities like this that the team morale will take a hit next season? Because if you think per like when Semedo and the likes left and we lost that, we lost that feeling around the club. Is David Stockdale one of them? What are your initial thoughts on that? He is one of those ones that was able to, when things didn't seem to be going right, just be able to get things going in the right direction, like getting people motivated, the joker at the pack. Yeah, we still technically got them with the likes of Volks and hopefully Callum Patterson. But I think he was a huge part of the camaraderie in that squad. And just having him on the sideline talking to players or talking to what they might do was a big, big help for us this season. And I think I think there's a lot of stuff David Stockdale did behind the scenes that we don't find out about. And I think when it comes to the day that we do we're going to appreciate him even more. Now, the role he's gone and got at York City makes sense. It's the club he started at, uh, being a goalkeeper, but the head of recruitment. That could benefit us, though, in terms of him going, hey, there's a good young lad down at Wentham who needs a loan belt. Let me give Darren a ring and we'll see if we can get him some game times. So in that sense, that still could help us. Yeah, I think it, we do a lot of National League um loans actually well we did in league one so it's one of those things that if you think anybody's going to go anywhere in the national league now it'll probably be york and it's on the doorstep 
pretty much. Yeah. So it would make sense. Jack, your thoughts on Stockdale leaving and morale and the likes? I I could I could see it. I, I could understand uh that because of his age and because he's probably transitioning into his post playing career. I mean, to be honest as well, like when I was there with you at Wembley, he sort of took a knee at the very end where all the players were sort of off running, going mental near us fans. Um the final whistle obviously went and he just kind of took a knee and kind of knelt down and was just drinking it all in as though almost as though you, he was retiring I there and then. You, and I saw what of, you pointed out, you pointed out and said to him, you said, I remember that your exact words, actually, you said, that's the look of the man who's going to retire. He hasn't done that, but it was definitely drinking. Mm. And I think it's probably like his last memory of that and finally got something with it because he was saying in the interviews recently you know in the build-up to this that his kids are at an age now where he wants a memory with his kids where he can remember something like that yeah. and we've been able to give him that and that's that's great for us to be able to do yeah. that also and i think of last season as well with that heartache being there and not being on the winning team i wonder if that yeah. played a part of it as well but it, it makes sense as well because that's where he's from like that's his boyhood club maybe not i don't know if it's who he supported growing up but like, that's the club of where he's from, and he's gone back there again. And, I mean, he's even said when he signed for them that he, he remembers playing for them, and they've got a brand-new stadium now, and they were in real trouble when he was, you know, financially whatever, when he was playing for them uh, a good few years ago when he, in his youth. Um, and now he gets to play at this brand... It's a brand-new club, virtually. And um, and it just makes a lot of sense, I think, uh, for him personally, if he's transitioning into that sort of role. Uh, it seems like he's actually taken a lot more responsibility on than just being a coach. Like, because the head of recruitment is what is is the is the is the heartbeat almost a bit sort of of, of a football club. Because if you don't recruit well, you don't do well. And so that club's been on its knees for quite some time. Um, and maybe he gives a fresh perspective of who they need to bring in. And yeah, I think he's a great signing for them as well because yeah. he's just oh, yeah. dropped down two leagues. Yeah. yeah, right. So in terms of a player. He's going to be fantastic for them. He's you know, effectively he, their, think... ben, their Ben Foster. Like, Wrexham got Ben Foster. Yeah. He's effectively yeah. the Ben Foster for them kind of thing. In that, It's a of... football manager-esque yeah. signing, isn't it, almost? Yeah. Like, oh, we'll give, him the, we'll give him the staff role, but it's good. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think Stockdale's probably got at least another year in him, so it makes perfect sense to me for him to do that. And we'll say... It's, it's sad to see him leave the club. It probably makes sense for him at this stage in the career to go and, and, and do that and get... I, I don't know what we're doing in the keeper position. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But if we've got Dawson, it was a case of he's, he's, he'd have just kept pushing Dawson. For me, he didn't get back in ahead of Dawson purely because of his age and the fact that we're trying to build Dawson up. But I think he... I think the influence he had around those players is going to be massively missed so we've just got to be careful not to let the the morale drop which to be honest when I look at the rest of this retain list I'm not too concerned about because we we've been a bit more generous than I thought we would so mm. there's there is that side of it but yeah all the best to Stockdale and if we do ever do guests former footballers as a guest on this podcast uh, Stockdale if you ever want to be the first one mate give me a give me a heads up <laughs> well, and we can I definitely arrange that I, I won't think, put Jack on it because I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> I think I think the other thing you've got as well, look at the speech he did after Cheltenham. And I think that must have hit home with some of the players going, we've got someone here who wants to get this done. He hasn't got much left. And I wonder if that gave him a bit of a kick up the backside going, let's do it for Stockdale. Yeah. 
Right, moving on to Jack Hunt, somebody who's had two spells at Wednesday. I'll start with you, Jack, on this one. Jack Hunt's obviously been released. What are your thoughts initially? I think... Had not we, initial anymore. Again, but... I, think you can, <laughs> I think you can say it about a, a few of them, where I don't think... Had we not won that game against Barnsley and stayed in League One, I don't think he would have been released, because I think... It's probably... He's at that point of his career where his, I don't think his legs are there anymore. Like, had, had this been Jack Hunt of his previous spell with us... Keep him. Absolutely. He was fine back then. He was instrumental in us doing well in both those seasons. But I just don't think he's got the pace anymore to keep up with championship. Not wingers. for 90 minutes. I think I not think he can minutes. still come on. He's not as fast as he was, but he can still come on and do a run. Yeah. Um, but he's a lot more strategic. You can tell in it, you can tell his game management in his mind now. Yeah. He he doesn't look like the player. But it's, it's that's what players do. They get older and they develop in a certain way. Jack Hunt used to be that player that had blistering pace that would run down, do a you know, beat a couple of men and yeah. get a cross in. He was great at that. Mm. Um and as you get older, you I don't think he'd have been able to do that in the championship. That that would have been my concern with it. Yeah. Um that's that's, so that's probably what that I just don't think he's got the it can keep up anymore in terms of how he used to be. Um mm. I I just don't think he's still got that. So I'd think it's a wise decision. As as sad as it is, um, given how clearly attached he is to Sheffield Wednesday. I think I think actually we've lost a lot of Sheffield Wednesday fans in these players that have been released yeah. as well. Because a lot of them, sure, they weren't obviously Boyhood Wednesday fans, but over the course of this season and the last season, they've grown to absolutely adore this club. And I think they probably always will. Just, dear God, don't do a Paul Heckenbottom, be a Wednesday Wembley-like icon, and then decide to go fully like anti-Wednesday in your post-playing career, please. Because that's what he did. (laughs) Gonna happen, though, when the jobs he's had to leave Barnsley and Sheffield United. Yeah, Let's let be realistic. <laughs> Jake, your thought on Jack Hunt? He came and did the job he said he wanted to do with what to get up back in the championship. And he'd been an excellent servant once again. And he's shown us that when he does come off the bench, he got really good pace at times. And I think possibly for him... Getting it over the line was a kind of good swan song because he didn't leave last time with a really good memory at Wednesday. He had the final. He didn't really want to leave then anyway, but we had to get rid of him for the FFP. Um, I think Jack Hunt's the kind of player, if he wants to stay local around uh, the Yorkshire area, like a Harrogate, a Doncaster, Bradford, something like that, going down to League Two, he would do really well there. Because he's got. The I actually knowledge. think he could do a job for a Barnsley as a squad yeah. player. Oh, yeah, Portsmouth. He he, uh, if he wants to go all the way down south, he'd be ideal for like Portsmouth or somebody mm. like that. Yeah, it's... I think I, I do think he can still do it at League One level. I oh, just yeah. don't think he's a starter for the top end. Yeah. So I think he's 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 either a squad player for somebody up at uh, in the upper end of League One, um, like he that... was for us. You know, he he came in and he, he can have a re- he, he has a really good half hour Jack Hunt. I've noticed when he comes on. That's why I thought maybe if he wants to be a starter league two, because that experience is vital that he's got. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he has to drop down. To be fair, it depends. He can either be he he could try and get another promotion on his bat and go to league two, or he could sort of probably sit mid table starter league one, or yeah. or again he was 
he was crucial in terms of penalties for us this season. So if he wants, to, I genuinely think a move like Barnsley wouldn't be completely off the cards for him. No. Um, be quite funny, wouldn't it? But other than that, um, I think the only thing ben there, that, that, goes oh, sorry, against, go that goes against Barnsley's ethos, though. They don't rarely yeah. sign over 30 players. Yeah, well, they probably needed some experience. True, mm. true. It, it caught up with them, didn't their, it? Their entire squad, other than Norwood, their striker, is basically the same age as me. Yeah. 24. 47. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing my research. Ahead of the playoff final, I was having a little look at it, and literally their entire squad are in their early 20s, other than Norwood. That's well, it. that's all right. Your research didn't mean anything. You didn't have a PT to be on the pod, so move on. Why would we be so mean to him? I think it's because right before know. this podcast, he came in and the first thing he did when he came in was start trying to wind us up and be stupid. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Jack, it's half 10 in the morning. We've only just literally finished documentation. Please stop. And to be fair, you've had two episodes where you've not had me to roast. So it's sort of like a, yeah, but, a build up. Yeah, but James had two days with you. Now. Yeah. I did have two days with him. Oh, mate. Mate. You've painted such a bad picture of me, by the way, with what I'm like as a, as a hotel room companion. With, with <laughs> it's purely because, Jack, if anybody, wa- if anybody wants to sleep, the fact that you snore louder than anything I have ever heard on this earth. Like I thought, like, <laughs> when we used to go on family holidays, mm. I thought, like, my dad was the worst human being at snoring ever. Jack, there's sort of like a low growl to your snore that just shakes the entire room. <laughs> we had anyone, an industrial... I, I brought like an industrial metal fan. PF4? Because you booted that up, it sounded like a jet engine. It was worse than that. Like, oh, honestly, God. I had one of those huge metal fans because I brought it down and I was like, no matter even if he's like a bit of a snorer, we'll be fine, Right. <laughs> So I put this huge metal fan on and he's he's actually rattling the room with his snoring and just genuinely, like, I, I was looking at the pillow, like, because he sort of sprawled out on his bed and I saw that he'd, like, got a pillow, like, on his chest and I was like, if I just pick that up and lift it, love, it just, it would all stop, right? <laughs> it would all stop. It was now. almost when... <laughs> it could all end. <laughs> it's all now. It was even Welcome worse the second night when I where's Jack? I left him in London. Oh, all right. The the day of the actual, you know, game, I had four hours sleep. Right. Oh, so that's because... why you were a bit cranky for the whole day. No, but what's oh. even worse is the next day I was up because of that day I was doing the vlog and I was up until about three a.m. editing. Right. And then as I tried to get to sleep, he was, and I literally said to it about 3am, I said, Jack, you're going to need to turn over, mate, because there's something mm. that's just, it's like, I've <laughs> never heard anything like it. Yeah, genuinely. It was like, I will you know happily when, you go know to a football trip with you unit. again, Jack, but we are not getting a twin room. It's because we never expected it to happen. I booked a twin room on the off chance and then, yeah, like, I'm having you know my own you know space. An, you know when an air conditioning unit is like broken and it needs cleaning out? Because it's slurping. Yeah. There's a there's a slight bit of that in my snoring as well. It's like... <laughs> Apologies, yeah. headphone li- listeners. Sorry, headphone listeners, for that awful bit of ASMR. Um, but anyway. Just 
just just feel sorry for me. It was it yeah. was horrific. If Wednesday hadn't awarded, I I was saying this: the amount of expense that trip cost me, and oh. the fact I had to put up with that for two days. If Wednesday had not done it, I'd never be going again. I have to say yeah. that I would, but Jesus Christ! Right, back onto the news show. Back onto yeah. the retailers. The actual topic: Ben Hennigan. Ben Hennigan obviously is one of them that's been released. Maybe think unlucky with injuries. That would that be your sentiment, Jake? Uh, unlucky with injuries, yes, but. We never actually knew what his contract situation was. Like, it was one of the ones that came in. We actually didn't know what the deal was. And maybe it was just a one-year deal. But he seems very gutted by by all the social media posts he's done. But give him credit. When he came on, he was an absolute warrior when he played for us. I remember the game where he banded up, wanted to carry on. I think that injury was really unlucky for him. And I think if he has stayed fit, and shown a bit more in that sense after the injury, he probably would have got another deal for me because he was a solid player and did well. But credit to Wednesday the club, they're allowing him to stay and do his rehabilitation once once it's all done. Um, he's allowed to use the facilities and get himself back to being Matt fit and get ready for another club. But he'll go down as one of those signings where when he came in, everyone was very much like, He's from a rele- relegation season. He's not going to do that well. But he's left becoming quite a fan favourite. And I think a lot of people have gutted he's gone. Yeah. Um, I think... I, I do understand why he's gone in that sense. And I understand why people are maybe thinking he is... You know, th- there was a potential there for him to still be a great player. But I, un- I've got the sort of feeling of like, an entire season of injury, pretty much. He started really, really well, but we've now stepped up. He got relegated with Wimbledon, right? And then mm. we signed him on a free. And then he got he, he did really, really well for us at that level, but then we got released. It, it's almost as if, Jack, that you can't take that risk when you're stepping up a higher level. Mm. Is that what you'd, you'd think the club have maybe looked at it with? Yeah, I think it's that. That's a big part of it, obviously. But I also think, it, again, it's his age. He's 29. We've already got Michael Owekwe and Dominic Iorfa that are around that age themselves. And I, and I think that's probably as well what they've noticed over the course of the season is our defence has been a load older than a lot of the teams that have successfully pressed us. Um, Iorfa's 27, lot. by the way. And, oh, Iorfa's He's actually a really sorry. good age. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah, but... Again, it's an age thing as as possibly in as part of that as well. The longevity. I think there's more of an more of an outlook of a long term longevity with any signings that we make now and signings that we've got at the club as well. I say that we have released Dennis Adeneran and Jaden Brown, who are very young, but and also Sam Durant. However, I think that's we'll we'll talk about that in a minute anyway. But Yeah, we uh, will. <laughs> ben Hennig <laughs> But Ben Hennigan, uh, I think it's more like a. It was probably a. It was probably a Swiss Army knife or or a stopgap to get the job done, and then to move him on. Maybe I think one the of case. them had to go. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you've got a Wekwe who is thirty. You've got yeah. Dominic Ofer is twenty seven, and then Ben Hennigan is twenty nine. You're not going to get rid of Famio because he showed real promise and yeah. he's younger. Yeah. You know. Um, in terms of centre backs, Flint was never a was never our signing, but he potentially could be somebody we pick up. I think you start on the basis of having three centre-backs in Iorfa, Awekwe, and uh, Famio, and I'm not forgetting anyone, am I? 
Brennan. No. Well, Kieran Brennan, yeah. Brennan comes back off loan, but you take... But in terms of actual ones at the club, you have that core. If you get mm. rid of someone like Hennigan and Flint's off, you open up a couple of slots. You yeah. open up a couple of slots for quality to come in that centre-back or cover, you know, quality or cover. And if he decides he wants to play out from the back, then he probably looks for players that are going to fit that system a little bit more and that he knows can do it. Mm. Um, it's also just, I think it's just a situation of you're not going to release a Wekway because he, he's he's had a couple of knocks this season. He's had a, He's been out for a little bit. Yeah. He's also you're on not, a three You can't deal. release him because he's, he's on a, yeah, exactly. It, it was two for a Wekway one and three for Smith. Yeah, two for a sorry, and three for Smith. Yeah, yeah. They both no, that's at fine. The same time. But yeah, I think he is unfortunate with his injury because he could have been something more. But I think I think he's he's not going to have too much trouble finding a club, and I wish him the best on that one. He's in, he's coming into the prime of a centre back's career, so well he's in it, so he needs to stay fit and kick on. Um, Sam Durant, Ryan Galvin, are you disappointed by any of these, Jack? The younger players not um, making it in. Properly. Well, I, will, I, I will just add at the end of the Ben Hennigan segment as well. Uh, there is a rumor now that he's going to Oxford United. Uh, That'd be a us. good move for him. So yeah. it happened with. And I, um, I think yeah, very good move. Very it happened. Good move for him, who did it happen with? Uh, who was it? Who went there? Oh, Sam Winnall, ages ago. No, and no, also no. Um, uh, was it Chris McGuire? There was a centre back. What's his name? We sold him. We sold him. Jordan oh, Thornley, that's the one. He went yes. to Blackpool, didn't he? But he was, was, well, was. He, he was at Oxford last season, I believe. Oh, yeah. If Sorry, I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, he was on loan. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that'd be a good move for him. But yeah, Sam Durant, Ryan Galvin. I think in the case of Ryan Galvin, he's not kicked on enough for Darren Moore to be happy with him. But again, I'd say that had we stayed in League One, he'd probably have got a deal and then done what he did with Brennan and send him again on out on loan to a League Two team. But that's probably... It's probably the same thing with Alex Hunt that's happened to Alec, Alex Hunt. Um, he's not kicked on enough for him to say, yes, you have a first-team place um, or whatever. Or maybe there's just plans in the pipeline to bring in more left-backs that means that he wouldn't get in the side at all and he wouldn't have a single shout to get in the side. So, well, Ryan Galvin is 22. I'm Sam Durant because he looked quite handy. But again, maybe if we stopped in League One, he'd he would have got another deal. But I don't know. I'm looking it's at maybe, their careers right now. Yeah, 22 years old for Galvin's the one that stands out, and I don't know if you mm. agree on this one, Jake. At 22, you need to be kicking on and trying to get in and around the squad. He obviously came to us from Wigan. He's only had. It's, it's National League loans for him, yeah. you know. Mm. He's he's not... He, for whatever reason, the development team haven't seen him kick on enough to even get features. So that one's a, a not a shock for me. Let's talk about Ryan Galvin specifically, and then we'll talk about Durant a little bit more, Jake. So do you agree with my sentiment on Galvin? It is at that age where it just wasn't plausible? Yeah, Galvin's at that age where he needs 13 football now. And I think the issue is he wasn't really knocking on the door. Whenever we've seen him in the cup games, he was okay. There was nothing really that special about his game. There's something you think, right, we should get him in. Because that was a position where we did need cover for. And he could have quite easily stepped up. And I think when you get to a certain age at 22, it's that point where you have to be knocking on the first team door. 
we've got no room for sentiment anymore because we can't be, be doing that. He'll find a club. He's a very good player. He'll find a club. He'll probably do an Alex Hunt, go lower league and work his way up. But I think with Galvin, it makes sense. Durant, this is the one that confuses me. This is the one we that really... We only signed him last year. Yeah, hmm. this is the one that really confuses me because we only got him last year. What When he came on on that little spell versus Derby, he looked decent. He's, it's, it's either got to be we're definitely bringing in someone younger who's a first-team player or we've gone, look, you've come and done the job for us in the development squad. You had a little bit of a spell so we can see what we can, if there's anything there. But I thought this one would have been one that we kept because there was time to improve on him. But again, we're going up a different league. If if we were in League One, he probably would have stayed. I think a lot of these are down to we're going up to a different league, which is a different level completely. Um, he reminds me of a bit of the Charles Hennigan uh, deal. Charles Hennigan. He went, yeah, when he yeah. went to uh, Wiccan Wanderers and didn't really do anything. The one that's always done well since he left is um, oh, Adedowin, who went to Accrington Stanley. And he looked like he could step up and do stuff and go and play. So I think on yeah. this one, I think it's a case of we like what we saw originally, but we're not going to be able to give you game time now. Kind of thing. I think if, if you look at the if you look at the fact he was here for a year, I think that one's quite cut and dry. They didn't see enough in him mm. to keep. They they brought him in for a year. They probably expected something slightly different, or it could just be a casualty of promotion. But a one year deal is quite telling. A one year yeah. deal on that, and he, he's released straight away. Maybe it's a situation of him like you. You can go and find yourself some like League Two football, maybe League One, League Two football, um, and see if you can build your way up. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a weird one that one. Probably one that wasn't a shock. And I'll start with you, Jake, on this one. Jaden Brown. Yeah, this wasn't a shock for me. I think when he came in, he was brought in as a free transfer because it was in that period where we couldn't actually spend any money. I think he came in to try and do a job. I think he did okay at Fells. And he had that period where he came in a bit of this season, played really well, but didn't really step up. He was always felt like he was a bit of a squad player behind the scenes kind of thing. And if needed, if there's an injury, we'll bring him on. But again, it was a position where we had players who could play there who weren't necessarily that position. And if you're not like banging down the door to get into that squad, it just seems like you're quite comfortable of being that kind of squad player than being a first team player, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think... I think it's one of those things that I actually, I'll, I'll hand over to you in a second, Jack, but I, I think with Jaden Brown, for me, it's more of a case of he he didn't do very well last season. I think that was the big thing. But this season, when he was called upon, he stepped up. And again, it's one of those, if we'd have stayed in League One, I actually could see him playing quite a little bit more next season because towards the latter end of the season, he showed promise. I think it's one of those situations where I think he's about 23 if I'm not mistaken. 24, I think. He, 20, yeah, 24 now. He will be able to go and get a decent squad now and probably get a starting role. He was he, He's shown at the end of his contract that he can play and he, he can definitely play at the level that we were at coming into that squad. Um, he was just behind, you know, 
uh, someone like Marvin Johnson, who's probably a little bit better offensively, you know, um, at this current stage of the careers. So I think I think I don't think Jaden Brown will have too much trouble getting another club uh, club. Any thoughts, Jack? Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably say the same. I think he'll be a great signing for someone like Leighton Orient that have just come up into League One. Um, someone a club like that. I mean, I know he's I know he's a Southern lad, I believe originally. Um, so I think that might be a good move for him. You, please correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty certain that he's from down south somewhere. Um, uh, but it's, do you think he do you think he could not I, get a slightly yeah, higher club in League One than that, or do you think it's more of a case he could be I, a, no, a signing think, that kicks them on? Get yeah, I I, do, I think Leighton Orient have got ambition to get back to the championship at least as soon as possible, and I think it might be an ideal signing for somebody like them. Um, yeah, I just again, I just it's like you, I I just don't think that he had enough burning desire to be in that. Like he didn't have the the real fire in his belly to say no, I should be starting and I want to work as hard as I can to start. And I think that's what Darren Moore wants to see from mm. the players that he brings in and that he's got. And that's probably why, again, he's probably got released because he was just comfortable being he, a he squad player. He is from London and, as well, so yeah, you're right about like, yeah. going back downtown. I, yeah. I don't know if if towards the latter end of the season it is more of a case he was comfortable with it or because I will, I will sort of push back on that in terms of I think it's more of a case of everybody was... It was more of a case of everybody being for the cause mm. with our promotion yeah. push. Yeah. And it was more of a case of that sort of attitude and... I actually think uh, it's one of those things on this retain list. I'm not going to really be too critical of players leaving in a certain aspect because we all had that moment. So there is going to mm. be that in there. It's not going to be as harsh as previous. But no, interesting I, thoughts on that one. I will the controversial say, one for me, go on quick. On the retain list, anyone on this retain list who has been let go will not have that situation and find it difficult to find a club. They come from a team that's done the playoff miracle and then won it. So everyone will want that kind of um, motivation that they've got to put in their team because they'll see yeah. that and go, we want that. Uh, yeah, completely. It's one of those things that um, it's probably one of the best retain lists to be on. Yeah. You, you don't, you know, weirdly, a, re a relegated retain list and a promotion retain list have got, have got about the same weight mm. because... Um, if you're on a relegated retain list, clubs in the division you've just left think they can nab you, you know, decently. Um, and if you're promoted, it's the same that the the division you've just left are like, oh, they're available. So yeah. there's there's that yeah. side of it. The one that's probably a little bit controversial. I don't know what I'm going to start with you on this one, Jack. Dennis Adenaran, and I can finally say it, and he's gone. Gone. Uh, his injury record is what has caused that. I think he had a bag. He had bad. I remember when we signed him and everyone was raving about him uh, last season and then he got injured for quite a long time and then he came back and looked all right. And then he got injured again for quite a long time. And I think it's the injury record that has probably let him down. Uh, Cause it just also says to me that that's releasing him with the amount of potential he clearly has even now still has. I don't think the potential is gone. I think he's going to end up, I wouldn't say it's going to come back and bite us in the backside when he plays really well for another team against us, but I can also see him really kicking on somewhere else. Um, but I just think it's the injury record that's let him down that it's maybe made them think we don't want somebody that's injured that much in the squad or we want to cut this out, cut this injury proneness out of the squad because that's clearly been an issue as we've seen this season because it caused the big blip 
that made us drop off the, from the top spot. Um, but I, I think it's all down to his injury record, that, more than anything. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I actually concur because I think I think there's a hell of a player in there Definitely. if he can oh, keep yeah. fit. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Jake, what are your thoughts? Same. Um, his injury record is the situation. If you look at the 21-22 season, he was out for... T- he missed 22 games. Mm. And missing 22 games and then having the same thing happen again this season hasn't helped the core. But when he had been called upon, he'd been absolute really good in that midfield or played on the wing. He's had such ability to go forward. He seems like he's another one of these Dotdale. He's great to have in the dressing room. He's a great person to have around and get people up when people may be not doing so well. Uh, the rumours are that he could be going to Bradford and if Bradford get him, that would be really good for their midfield. He said fake news. Yeah, but it it's one of those things that fake news, but it wouldn't surprise me if someone like that came in for him. I still think he no. can do it in league. League One, but it, whoever brings him on into their club, they're going to have to do a very good medical just to make sure it's all gone. But the thing is, this is what happens. We have players like this, they're injured for us, and then they go and have cracking careers where they don't have any injuries. It's just mm. a Wednesday way, sadly. Yeah, it's, it's one of those, if he can keep fit, it, it's just a case of finding it. But it's also, a, it, we can't take the risk on him, but another club that can potentially take the risk on him and they get half a season out of him, it might be worth it. If yeah. it, ho- I'm hoping he isn't, for his career, I'm hoping he isn't one of them injury-prone players for the rest of his career. Because that you do get those players that really struggle and you mm. sort of take, and could be, I think Dennis Adenirin could quite, kind of very easily be a championship player if oh, yeah. he was consistent yeah. in terms of his injury record because of the potential's there. But it's just a case of him sorting that side of it out. But I am sad to see that one. I'm going to quickly just jump to this one because the controversy that's surrounding it is people are saying, well, why have we released Dennis Ad- uh, Denaran and we've offered a contract to Fasayo Delibashiru? Now, we will talk about our thoughts on Fasayo Delibashiru, but I just want to say straight off that, and this has also been said across social media if you follow it, we needed to offer a contract to Delibashiru in case he decides to leave. So if you haven't been mm. following the story, there's been links with him. There's been uh, in, international links with, for him. There's been, um, you know, domestic interest in him as well. If he decides to go on a free and we've not offered him a deal, we get absolutely nothing. But if we've offered him a contract, I would like to say that the that contract might not be fantastic. So if we don't want him to stay necessarily, if Darren doesn't fancy him, I don't think the terms would be that good. Mm. However, I'd like to get your thoughts, Jake, on do you think it's a, a, a proper contract offer to develop Delhi Basharu under Darren Moore or do you think it is just a sort of slightly reduced offer to what we potentially offer a player that we were serious about? Do you th- Which one do you think it is? I think it's the latter. I think it's one that we get the comp- compensation. Even though Darren Moore wants him to stay, and I think Delhi wants to stay himself, it's not helped this season. He started really well this season. And I mean really well. Looked like we've got a player there. Had a little bit of an injury, but nothing really. The one thing that was telling from this season was when uh, Barry Bannon did like an interview with the club and was saying, who's always late? And it's like, oh, it's Delhi. It fits. It's like, that's not something you want. You want your players to be on time. And I wonder if that's something that kind of in that does he train well kind of thing. 
And then when he goes to play, he plays really well. I think if there's a deal there to be done for him and it's at the right turns, because I don't want us to offer him anything stupid just because he might be there. The problem is he had all this season to really do well and kick on. And I think there's a lot of agent talk that's happened here. And I think it just messed with his head. And I don't think that helps the situation. As much as people say, yes, why are we giving Fizz a contract then? I don't, I don't know. I think the thing with Fizz, there's a potential there if he signs and wants to stay, we can sell him on for a fair bit of money because there is a player there when he gets his head sorted and he plays his football. For me, it's the mental side of Delhi game more than his actual playing side. Jack? Yeah, I, I concur. I mean, I can imagine actually the club just sort of saying, well, here's your contract offer. It's the same one we offered you a while ago. Take it or leave it. And I, I just sort of think that he... There's, there's very, we all know that there's very clearly a really good player there with a, with with bags of potential. But the problem is he's not mentally disciplined anywhere nearly as enough as he should be. And it's almost like he needs someone to give him a kick up the backside and just to like mentor him and to get him into a more professional headspace. Because he's probably, given that he's come from the Manchester City Academy and clearly a lot of play, people probably wanted to sign him then when we signed him. And he's probably had a lot of smoke blown up his backside from many, many people saying how great he is. And he's probably come down with this sort of big I am attitude. I've come from the Man City Academy. I'm pedigree, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I think that that's probably not done him the world of good in terms of his mental state. And I just, he just needs to get a bit more grounded and a bit more like professionalism drilled into him somehow whether that's uh, but Darren Moore's the right manager to do that because he will do that he is definitely a man that can instill that into a player but I just sort of think that if that's the professionalism that he's got I think we need to tighten up on that sort of side of our squad and get more players in uh, basically I'd take the compensation I'd say it's it's a shame that it didn't work out here but I look forward to seeing how you develop in the future with somebody else I you know. am more on the side of now it's a case of, I think we'll have offered him a very similar contract as to what he offered before. Mm. I'm willing to take a punt in terms of the club because there is a player in there for his age, and this is not me trying to blow further smoke up his ass, as you said, a lot of problems in there, uh, Jack, and we don't know the ins and outs of it. We're going off what we've sort of inferred from the captain speaking and things like that. Um, the The power he has got, and how good he is on the ball um, are great for his age. More than we have seen in our own academy products. And that is a element of coming through such a superior academy, right? Mm -hmm. And you see the world talents coming from there. It's the desire. It's when I've watched him, you watch how Barry Bannon runs for every opportunity. You want to be a top player, you have to run for every lost cause like that. Yeah, and there's been some chat. There's been some times where I'm like, he sort of goes into something and he looks at it too tactically, and he thinks, oh, there's a probability I'm not going to come out and get the ball on that occasion." So he, he he backs off. He needs to be more aggressive and driven in those moments, I think, and that's a big sign of a mentality of a player. And if he, I think the positive buzz around the club is in the right place for his development now. A championship Sheffield Wednesday, right? A squad player in that. 
I do think it is a case of we have offered it just to, it's probably the same deal as we've said, you know, previously. I think it's one of those where we're covering our back if he decides to leave on a free. But if he does sign it, then there's a player in there to work under a manager who's a great man manager. And I do I do think if he can, I've said this all along with this player, He's seen, he's got all the ability if he gets his head down. But there's so many players in the world of football that you say that about. And most of them don't yeah. make it or don't go anywhere near what they should. And it's more of a case of, does he want to be a player that's actually remembered in the game and develop into a successful career? Or does he want to be someone who sort of journeymans around, picks up the contract and collects the cash? Mm. If you look at that midfield of, well, he's got so many good mentors in there who can help him in the likes of Volks and Bannon. You'd be yes. picking the brains going, how do I improve here? What can I do here? If he, if it's someone like a Bannon takes him under his wing, which it sounds like he has done a little bit this season, and goes, you come here, here, and actually takes on what's being said, he'll be a phenomenal player. I think he just needs to get his head base right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the exercised options then. So... We knew we were keeping Barry Bannon and Liam Palmer. We knew options had been extended there. Um, we knew there was an option on Josh Windass. That's also been um, activated. Did not know there was one on Dom. Did you guys? No. Nope. What do we think about Dom getting an extension on there? Because I personally sense. would have offered him a contract. I think, it, I think it makes sense to give him the option for now, and then halfway through the season, try and negotiate for better deals to turn down we do in the championship. I actually think it's a great bit of business because if it's an option, it means it's probably on the same terms. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, or with a slight promotion wage rise or something like that. But it's one of those things where that's a great financial decision because now you've you've bought yourself time to think while you've still got the player around and see if he, he does start well in the championship. Jack? Yeah, I, I agree. I I just think it's a good thing to basically because he's been in, he's had obviously had a whole season long injury not that long ago. Didn't start when he came back as well as he probably has been in the past. But I think it's, it's, I think we need to reassess how good this is in January when he's had half a season just to see maybe. You know, because maybe he might be someone that we gets let go at the end of next season. Who knows? But I just really, if he's back up to the levels that he was last time we were in the championship, then absolutely keep him again, get extend his deal, whatever. But I, I not that long ago was saying maybe it's time for a fresh start for for Dom. And I, I'm I'm like fifty fifty. I'm really on the fence about that. Even now, I think it's good. It's a good thing for now. Now that it's in uncharted territory again back in the championship, but I, he may even get sold in January. Who knows? But I don't know. I I'm think 50, 50 I, about I, it. I think it's um, he'll possibly do better where the teams aren't always just parking the bus and he's yeah. got a bit more freedom as well. You know, he's, he's stepped um, up as well. He's stepped up, yeah. but he's also a confident player. Mm. You notice when he came back injured, he was getting back up to fitness, but and he's confident for there. When he got his confidence, he's a cracking player. I agree. Confidence player completely. Do you know the one I am surprised about, really? The, the fact we had an option on Lee Gregory. 
I mm. did not. The thing is, that option on Lee Gregory made me think he knew about it, considering the conversation he had where he said, oh, I'd love to sign a contract straight away if the club put me one in, but we're in that position. Interview near the FA Cup. I think when we were playing Newcastle, he said that. I wonder if he knew there was a deal there. And just were just mm. playing it, playing it off, off it, if you know what I mean. I personally don't think we'd have offered him new terms. No, no. I think the the only reason we've done this is because there's an option on him. Because I would have, put, I, I was thinking after the final, and he's, look, he's I, this is really hard to say when he's played so well in in spells this season. But I don't think he's got the legs to be that striker that you rely on anymore. In terms of creativity, I think he's there. I think a, an option makes sense. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I just I'm laughing now because you look at you look back at all these interviews that he's had uh, talking about this, and he's always had this cheeky grin on his face when he's talked about it, like this really smug little grin. He's like, "Oh, I don't know. I'd sign a deal if it was put in front of me." Wink, 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 as though he knew that this was the thing anyway. But I just I almost think that he's now going to take over the sort of backroom Stockdale esque thing mm. where he just mentors everybody and he's like the wise old sage advice person that everybody goes to and like you know just takes over this this changing room role that Stockdale had for us this season I can see that being him this this time around in the championship uh but yeah, I well, I wouldn't I, say keep I think him it's on a after the end option. of this option yeah simple option extension there um and it also means he was never, we never, if there was an option to extend his contract in now, unless it was appearance based or the thing is, some of these options might have been um, promotion clauses, mm. like one year extension upon promotion. And that's why we didn't really know too much about them. But if it was an optional sort of one year by the club sort of thing, if Derby had come in for him, like they were in for him and sort of, we could have just activated that and been like, no, you're here for even longer. So we never had to worry about that. Yeah. Interestingly... Cool. Marvin Johnson, could, do you, you going to say something before we move on? Yeah, could could this be the thing where Derby go back in for him, even though we when we actually make some money off him this time, or knowing that he? Got I do deal. that. Maybe that's why we've exercised the option because yeah. we know that yeah. he's got League One interest, and we think, well, they can sod in well pay for him. Yeah, whatever. Like you know? four four five hundred k for him. That's yeah, bargain business. Yeah, um, we've offered a contract to Marvin Johnson. Jake, what do I, you think about this one? I didn't see this one. I did not see this one. Unless this is a parent based or it's on a promotion thing. I I actually thought. But it's it not been, though, because we've offered not, him a contract. Offered, I know it's not an contract, option. Yeah. Um oh yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's gotta be something there that Darren likes to see and use in the championship. I wonder if he's gonna go with the whole he's an experienced pro in this league, you know what he's doing. And then we'll bring someone in younger. Then we've got someone who can be mentored by Johnson to get better. I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. I would have. I had him on the list of players to possibly go, but he's only is he thirty two or thirty three? Uh, he is thirty two, turning thirty three, I believe. Let me just double check for you. He is, he is technically the wrong age of side of thirty, but. For championship experience, he got it in bags. And I think that probably makes sense why we got him for that championship experience. And he's shown this season that he can go and do things. The one thing that showed during the promotion um, parade, he's quite a shy lad. 
does yeah. it on the pit, but he's quite a shy lad, quite one that probably keeps himself to himself a little bit. Um, not one of the vocal ones. So I wonder if you've one of those that if you got in the quad, you might be able to use the experience on what's going on. Again, using that whole thing, we're going to be doing a blender experience and youth properly this time. Jack? Maybe it's the same thing that you were saying about Fizz. We've just offered him a deal so that we can get a compensation for him when he goes somewhere it's else. It's not the same. Oh, is it not? Oh, the age thing. No, right? it's the age thing with yeah. with Fizz. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think it's under 23, 23 oh, and under players. Oh, yeah, as compensation. Under 23, yeah. the 300k compensation, I think, yeah. unless they go abroad. Right. Okay. Yeah. So in that case, then maybe it, maybe it is just an experience based thing. Um, I think it's more of a case of he is great to bring. Like, I'm sorry, to, Marvin, I, if you're listening, but I would have let him go. He, he can beat a man and he can make things happen. Yeah. I don't think defensively we're going that way. I think we're going to sign a player in that role. But in terms of actually going forward, I think it, as a squad player, Marvin Johnson is very good for a year. Yeah. I think that that's that's genuinely it. We're giving him a contract as a squad player. And he, but, we don't know if he's going to mm. sign it, but I think it makes sense. Yeah, squad may, maybe he's great in League One and he can't cut it in the Championship anymore. A bit like, say, I don't know, because when he left Middles, I think he can as well. I genuinely so think is, he can. This is where I'm disagreeing with you two. I don't know if he can or not. Middlesbrough, I don't think he can. when he left, they were quite shocked when he oh, went yeah. on a free because they were like, we thought we'd have offered him a contract. And then right. he's come and done two good years with us. Yes, defensively, it's not that. But it, it, everybody I've spoke to who's, who's seen him play for Borough used to say, if you play him as a left midfielder, still quality. And it'll maybe it's one of those options where we bring him on further forward. We've seen that. He will get yeah. on his day. He will get a man. And I think everyone was very shocked when he came down to League One. Everyone yeah. wasn't expecting him to come to League One. I think Darren Moore had that pull. And I think I was shocked by the contract. But now think of it logically. It makes sense. He's an experienced championship player. When you look at it, he's had two seasons in League One. The rest of the time, it's been championship pretty much. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. Actually, I wasn't I wasn't fully expecting it, but it, but when I heard it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, the one that we were potentially losing to Hearts was Callum Patterson, but he has been offered a contract, so there's obviously no guarantee he'll sign it. But he was speaking after the um, celebrations, the town hall celebrations. He was saying that he'd lo- he'd love to stay. He's um, he wants to compete at Championship level, and he's glad glad the club are back there. He says Hearts are in his heart. Funnily enough, but uh, and he'd like to play there one day, but he feels like he can still do it at championship level. So, Jack, do you think he's going to sign this contract and will it be good for us at championship level? Uh, yes, I mean, yes. Clearly, he's going to be good for us at championship level because he was instrumental in Cardiff's promotion to the Premier League from the championship not, not too long ago. Um, but I also think... while ago now, know. that though. That is that's the thing. I, I think that's a bit too far that's away bit, to say yeah, he was... And we've had good him point. in the championship and we weren't convinced on him in his first season. It's it's more of a case of this season in League One he's been a different player for me. Mm. Mm. But again, mm, it's a question of is he settled here? And if Hearts is in his heart, as he said, may, maybe the pull of them might be a bit too strong because I know there's... I I've seen a rumour... Like, this is just a rumour, obviously, but there's a rumour floating around that he's bought a house in Scotland. Whether he has or not, in reality, no idea. But but he can afford day, a second house, a though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, he can afford a second house, and yeah. if he bought a house in Scotland, maybe thinking just for the future. Yeah. He found a house he liked. 
But yeah. uh, Jake, do you do you think along the lines of Jack, yes, or do you think he, he, it's a done deal for Wednesday I, and I, it'll be good for I us? I personally think it's a done deal. I think he's very. I think he's actually very happy here. Um, I personally think it's a done deal. The only thing that could be a factor for us is playtime. How much playtime is he actually going to get in the championship? Where is Darren going to... Like, we know Callum Patterson will play wherever. Christ, if, if there's an injury in net, he'd probably be the first one to put his hands up and go, I'll have a go in net kind of thing. He's that kind of player. He, again, but he's again, he's another one of these ones. Morale-wise, he's crucial for that dressing room. Having yeah. that morale, he's crucial for it. And... I, I think he's one of the big players. If you let go, you're going to struggle to find someone else to go into that dressing room and fill that that um, boots. I the, the only thing I can see not happening if it's playtime. How much playtime is he going to get on the pitch? But he said he wanted to be in the championship. He wants to try and have another crack at the premiership if he can. Uh, I think he's only 27, 28. So he's in the prime. This is the time where you have to say Premier League because otherwise if he wants to crack at the Premiership, that is yeah. where he would be going, yeah, yeah. wouldn't Pre- it? Premier League, but if he <laughs> if he wants to track yeah, if he wants to crack at the Premier League, stay with Wendy. If you want to go to a Premiership, go to Hearts. Mm. Yeah, I think we've again. It's a squad player. It's somebody can bring on and can change a game. He, he does the dirty work well. He brings down and he. It, I hate to. I'm sure he's sick of it, but the utility player yeah. tag. He is that. When you look at when he came back after injury, he was crucial in those last couple of games. Absolutely yeah. crucial because he did the dirty work no one else wanted to do. And I love him because he's a wind-up merchant. And I think if you have him and Bolks on the pitch at the same time, you've seen it. They're both, they both at the same time, they've both got that same wind-up thing. They'll want to wind the same player up and they don't know which way it's coming from. And it's really, it's a joy to watch. Yeah, I think it'd be a great move to just keep him for at least another year, but maybe it's a two-year deal. I, I could yeah. see a two-year deal as well. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. So Sheffield Wednesday squad, bar a cu- barring a couple of potential mistakes, looks like this in net after the retain list. Dawson and Charles are in net. Then our back three, you've got Famio, Awekwe, and then I offer slash Brennan. The positions aren't accurate on this fully, um, but you basically four defenders in a back three. So that's going to be somewhere we definitely strengthen. You've got Johnson um, and Palmer as the only sort of recognised fullback. We've got no recognised fullback at the club at the minute. No. So that's a big thing. Uh, left back specifically. You've got... In the midfield, Deli Basharu, Byers, Volks, and then obviously um, Bannon can play there. You've got Backinson. Midfield's still quite bloated. Do we transfer this Backinson? Is yes. that something that happens? Yes. Yes. I think it's something that happens as well because I don't think he's getting enough starts and I don't think it'll work for him, but we'll see. Then you've got Patterson who can play in that midfield, attacking midfield role, sort of what Windass can play there as well. You got Wilkes, who is sort of a striker slash winger, but we never play winger, so we'll put him as a striker. Um, and then up top, you've got Gregory and Smith with Windass potentially playing there as well. So for me, there your fullbacks are essential. You need some, de- you need a couple more players in midfield. I think personally, um, some experience. You need at least two more centre backs. You need a goalkeeper to either push Dawson or be the number one. Um, and then you definitely need a striker now. 
Would you sign Reese James as that fullback? No. Or a centre back? You wouldn't sign him, would you? No. Why is that? Because he's shown time and time again with Sunderland, with Wigan, with Blackpool, <sighs> that he he can crack it in League One and he's great in League One, but he can't cut it in the Championship. He's shown That's... it with three separate clubs. It's rubbish. Because I keep seeing this, and I'm not saying it's you, Jack, but I keep seeing this on Twitter. We have just had a fantastic season with us where he's played under a manager and he's played better than he probably has for those clubs in quite some time. That is what a loan spell does, right? That Blackpool team got... I'm sick of seeing people go, oh, well, a Blackpool... Why would... If Blackpool, they've got relegated and they don't want him at League One level, why would we want him at Championship level? Because he's played bloody well for us. Right? And he seems to fit in this core and this dynamic. And I don't understand why players, people think just because previous stats of a player, like, oh, well, he didn't cut it then, that specifically means he's not going to cut it in a completely different scenario. Look at all the players that leave Sheffield Wednesday and do really, really well at different levels. Reese James plays really well in this squad. He believes in the manager. He spoke about his work with him previously at Doncaster Rovers and he's worked under Darren Moore. He's now stepping up a level where I think his performances have been fantastic this season. Reese James is a no-brainer for me in terms of the count. I'm, I'm, and I am just tired of people saying, well, why wouldn't Blackpool want him? They probably, they probably, He probably wouldn't fit that because it'd be a different dynamic and it'd probably actually reset some of the progress and the form and momentum that Reese James has currently got if he went back there. It would make more sense for us to pick him up a slightly reduced deal in my eyes. Jack, do you want to retort on that or let Jake go? And then you can come back to it. I'll collect my thoughts and I'll let Jake go. Okay. I think Reese James would be a cracking signing. He wouldn't cost too much. He's in the last year of the deal. You've got someone who already knows what Darren Moore's system is. He already knows all the playing, all the coaching staff. He's worked with them already. Yes, the times in the championship, Wigan, zero appearances. Blackpool, 17. Yes, he's not had many spells in championship, but he's 29. And I think a 29-year-old in that kind of thing is who got experience, and he's been so pivotal in our going up this season. It's so interesting to see how it's all been and how we get on from there. Because at the end of the day, if Darren Moore got the best out of him in League One, what do you think Darren Moore could do with him in the championship? This is my thing. The the key And he doesn't here, have to be a starter either, does he? No. Necessarily. I mean, he, sh- I, he will be. I think as a centre-back, actually, he offers us quite some... You know, in that middle of that... Or, sorry, on the side of that centre-back, he's the, he's the one that you feel like can run forward mm. and then also get back. You know, he's, he's, he's the one I don't worry about in that back line, apart from when he tires. And when he, he, every player starts to tire. If you think I think he's going, better than I offer. Yeah, but what I'm saying, he, at he, the minute, he, it, that's the thing, but you need two players who are going to come back. The one thing we said about the championship, it's going to be fast and we're going to need players to go back when they go forward. He's ideal for yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I do think that it's one of those situations where it's not worked for him at Blackpool. Um, not much has worked at Blackpool this season, you know, and they, lo- they loaned him out. And now he's had... It's just all about the right environment for him. And I think Darren Moore is that manager. Because if you look at it, he had he played his best football at Doncaster under him and he's played his, playing his best football again under him at Sheffield Wednesday. And I think it's one of those situations where for once, a player lines up really, really well with the club and the current situation with the management. But Jack, your thoughts 
adding well, to that. I will, I will say, had he been 24 and not 29, I would have signed him. But because he's 29, and effectively he's, he's passing his peak of footballing ability on average, the average, I think, of players being at their peak is like 27 to 29, This ain't football 30. manager, though. That's that's the no. difference, right? Well, we all think players that pass 29 on football manager, they're a bit too old. But in terms of this, if you think... We're talking about a 37-year-old Jamie Vardy potentially coming back and us all being like, oh, yeah, he'd do a job, because that's true. It depends on the peak, doesn't it, and where, they, where they're at. I di- actually, realistically... If you look at stats, Reese James could potentially very easily have another two years of peak football before he starts to go on the decline, if you were to look at the average. So it's one of those where I go, does the versatility not swing it for you? The fact he can play left wing back and centre back, and we've got a player there that can do both. Also think we don't have much in that position when he plays the position he played this season. Yeah. Does that not swing it for you slightly, Jack, the positioning and the versatility of him with that? No. No. Fair enough. Okay. Because if you look, what what does everybody always say about Dwight Gale? As always said about Dwight Gale, fantastic for the championship, but can't cut it in the Premier League. That can apply to players further down the pyramid. And at the same time as well, why would Blackpool now let him go when the manager that signed him for Blackpool has just returned to the job of Blackpool? And oh look, he's done really well at getting a team out of League One. They will want to get out of League One. Why would they get rid of him? Well, if they do get rid of him, I think it's more of a case of the swing of the fact he's he's, he's bought into the squad here and Blackpool will need money and balance in the books a little bit more because they've been relegated. But at the we same time, how, how much of this is how much of this decision making is nostalgia based? I feel like a lot of this is riding the high of this is part of the squad that got us out of League One again. I'm going. I, get, I don't think that's the case with Reese James. Yeah, I, I also think it's the fact that he's he signed a three year deal, and he's into his last year. So financially, it's it's either if he doesn't work out at Blackpool for him this season, he either leaves on a free or they cash in on him in this season, and that's why it adds up for me. They try and take it. They try. They get a small fee for him from Wednesday right now. It just makes business sense. No, mm. it's interesting to have the the but counter where argument. Do, where there. do you see? Where do you see Reese James in three to four years' time? Because that's what we need to be thinking about. That's what Darren Moore wants to think I about. See, I where see. I see Reese James here for two to three, three years. years I see in 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 three four years. I see him on his way out at Wednesday. But for the in in the time between now and then, I see him at Wednesday and doing a job. So it's one, of the one year of being the right side of 30. That doesn't, that doesn't specifically matter. That really doesn't matter. It depends on your shape and your conditioning. Reese James doesn't play like a 20, like, like he's, he's losing anything. If you look at his pace and you look at his work rate and you look at his stamina levels. So I don't understand why we'd be concerned that, oh, he's going to hit, he's going to hit a three at the start of his age in the next year. That's, that's not a concern to me, especially when, it, it really isn't in the position he plays in, especially the fact if he does convert fully to centre-back. Centre-backs can go on and on and on if they keep fit. So, Jack, and also your whole thing on age, Palmer. Palmer 33. Exactly. You wouldn't be saying right now, get rid of Liam Palmer, would you? Well, probably not, no, but Liam Palmer's <laughs> done more this season for me. He's looked a step above... He's looked like he shouldn't have been in a League One team. Reese James looked like a promotion-chasing League One player. 
Thank I you. don't agree. But if, if that's your opinion, that's fair. Did what? Hmm. No, it's it's interesting. It, I just think I think he's the right fit for us at this time, personally. But we'll see what happens. I think it will be very difficult for Blackpool to let him go on the on the thing. He just got up with a promotion winning team, and I think having the manager there that signed signed him will help him stay. I think. I think the I think the thing is with Blackpool, they've had such a stupid season with what's happened off the field with manager galore. Like he said halfway through the season, I haven't spoke to anyone at Blackpool at all. Like full stop. So having that thing, I think he will stay, but I think we'll try and put a deal in place. But I think they'll turn it down. Fair enough. We'll see what happens. Right. This episode has gone on longer than I expected for that, which is great because we've got that. So we're going to do all of our main transfer scouting stuff next week and we'll add to it and we'll see if any of our suggestions in the, that we've already written down this week have, have gone, basically. But I, what I would like to do is go into the news. There's only one news item I want to speak about this week and it's the fact that Alan Nixon has, re, has linked us with um, a return for Bailey Peacock Farrell. Now... What are your initial thoughts on Bailey Peacock Farrell coming back to Wednesday, Jake? I'm in two minds because if, and it sounds like it would be a loan, that doesn't make that sense. That doesn't make sense. sense. No, it doesn't make sense to me because that says to me that you don't trust Dawson in the championship and he's earned that. He's earned to have that experience and play there. Um, I personally think Bailey was as was as flappy, if you think about the he's behind you, as Dawson makes the odd mistake, and Dawson's our mm. own player. Mm. So, loan doesn't make any sense. The, I'd rather bring in an experience, either you, either you bring in an experienced pro a la like a Stockdale, or you're bringing in a youngster that you're going to own and develop, kind of yeah. thing. A loan for Bailey Peacock Ball just doesn't make sense it only makes sense on the terms that he worked at Wednesday worked with the coaching staff before he worked with Dan Mott that's the only bit of it that makes sense for me Jack your thoughts on Bailey Peacock Farrell coming back potentially on loan I, I agree with Jake there it doesn't make sense because it's like you're just taking all of your trust away from Dawson you just don't you don't think he can cut it anymore suddenly even though I think I thought when he went on the loan to Exeter that he seemed like he was a championship goalkeeper that was just in a League Two side for the sake of getting his confidence back up. Because that's that's the biggest thing that has always been Dawson's issue is playing with confidence. Like I offer, he needs he needs a bit of an arm around the shoulder, I think, a lot of the time uh, to just get his confidence up with playing. Because when he plays with confidence, he's great. And... I think it's all Dawson's to lose. And I, I'm sort of in the opinion where Dawson is now the sensible... Because he's 27, 28 now. Yeah. So I think that Dawson's now that experienced goalkeeper who is the... Exper- who is the... Not Stockdale, obviously, because Stockdale's like got 10 years on him. But, but Dawson is now the age to be the experienced goalkeeper. And I say we bring in like a 23, 20. 22 to 24 year old goalkeeper that's near enough the same ability level as Dawson who is going to be the goalkeeper after Dawson I have you know? just had a theory though Dawson is Go in on. the last year of the contract mm. are we planning on cashing in interestingly so is Bailey Peacock Farrell mm. 
So if it is a loan there, it's one of those things where you could potentially see a deal happening there that we th- we see Bailey maybe as our new keeper because Darren Moore enjoyed working with him. Yeah. It's a very odd one if you keep Dawson to bring Bailey Peacock Farrell back. Mm. It is a very odd one. And does it, it's like, does he believe in Dawson? Dawson's had back-to-back promotions. Dawson's probably earned a chance to cut it in the championship. Does They're he bring very Bailey? Very well, aren't they? When you think of playing, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Would you say Bailey Peacock Farrell's a bit, little bit better with his feet, and that no. may be the thing? No, no. Dawson no. better with his feet. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why I'm all. All of it adds up of like because I'd also say Dawson's a better shot stopper. Yeah. The mm. only thing I can think of is if we're going to cash in on Dawson. Because he's in as his a, last as year. a sellable asset. But Dawson would easily sign another deal. Dawson mm. wants to stay at this boy club. Mm. He's, yeah. he's pushed through and he's won promotion with us. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'd have him back. If it's a loan, it's sort of a backup option. But if it's a loan, it, here's my final line on Bailey Peacock Farrell. If it's a loan that pushes Dawson out of the squad for no apparent reason, then what is the point? If it's yeah, a case of. Great. Darren Moore fancies him as our first team keeper over Dawson for whatever. I don't necessarily agree, but I think Bailey Peacock Farrell, there's a hell of a player in there if he can find some, you know, regular game time. He'd, he'd have that with us, so I'd be willing to accept it if it was a permanent deal. Alone just makes no sense. The only but, thing for me is if he's comfortable with turning around and saying that you're going to be on the bench, which I don't think alone would be, and I don't think Burnley is like that. That's exactly it. The the deal, the, to be honest with you, where he should go, and it shouldn't be us, he should go back to Leeds. Mm. They need another keeper. Mm. Bit of a gamble for Leeds, that, though, because Leeds are one of trying to go straight back up, aren't they? So, Yeah, but they've got parachute payment to pay it. Yeah. No, it's is 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 he's coming into his last year, year of contract. They've got an option on him. Be really it's interesting to one. see what they do with that. I don't one. think he'd end. I don't, he didn't leave Leeds in a very good way either. So I don't think that'd be on the cards, to be honest. Mm. Right. The one thing I do want to talk about is because we've talked about the keeper in the news. We've talked about Bailey Peacock for our potentially returning. We've all been doing our scouting. I want us to all pitch a keeper that we think either may happen or we've been mildly linked with or just someone we think that would be great for us even if we don't think it'll necessarily happen so a speculation topic but with some 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 sort of um well quite a bit of research in there but also some a potential bit of background knowledge so i'm going to start with jake pitch me one of your keepers please uh, Jock Griffiths from West Brom had an excellent... We've spoken about him a lot. We yeah. spoke about him a bit. He had an excellent se- season the following season uh, with Lincoln. Really good. 21. He just broken into West Brom's first team and didn't do that badly, to be fair. Now, the thing here, he's only 21, but West Brom are in a financial mess. They're going to have to sell some assets. And this is someone who we could pick up really cheap in that young keeper role to mould into being one of the net keepers. Granted, you don't you want to have another experienced pro, but we got that in Dawson. I go after Jock Griffith because he's 21, 
We can mould him. He's shown what he can do in League One. He's looked okay in the championship so far. And I think it's one that if you're thinking about uh, resale value and stuff like that, this one makes sense. But you just said he's their first team keeper. Would he not need he not just be their first team keeper? I think they'll get a, another first team keeper. I, I, the thing is, I think you got with West Brom this season. They have got a new manager in, but they have to clear the books. They are not in a good way financially. I think they're going to have to sell some assets to bring in. I actually, I would personally counter argument and say, if you're in that situation, you keep hold of your younger players and you try and ship out your older ones that would be more of your sellable assets while you can. Josh Griffiths is probably one that you keep and develop for the future, especially if you're going to chuck him in there and keep him in there. So I think I understand why he'd be a great signing for us in terms of the potential and the age. But I think West Brom would make more sense if they're in financial trouble specifically. I would take the counter argument of he's the one you probably keep hold of. Mm. Um Thoughts on Josh Griffiths, Jack? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, the one that I'd throw in the ring is uh, the guy that's been on loan at MK Dons the last season and a half, Jamie Cumming, who is technically Chelsea's player, but he's been there on loan, obviously. Um, and do you remember? Do you not remember last season? Well, I say last season. I mean, the season where we lost to Sunderland in the playoffs. Um, he was absolutely ridiculous. Like, they were, they were touting him as the best goalkeeper in the league, uh the season before last, and he's effectively been a shining light in the dismal season that MK Dons have had this season just gone. Um, and his current market value is circa around £1 million, according to Transfer Marked. So, you know, it's not like a total uh, reliable source, shall we say. But, yeah, it's valuation, um, yeah. He's made 54 appearances in 2022 uh, to 23, keeping 11 clean sheets and conceding 77 goals. Now, he only conceded that many goals because the defence in front of him were absolutely atrocious, which is why yeah. they've got relegated. Um, it's it's a bit like us being absolutely atrocious and having Kieran Westwood in the net. Like, um, I, I just sort of think you he's, would the, be, you he's, talked he's the about right long-term signing. You know, you talk, you, maybe so, but you talked, are you talking about this person who starts or pushes Dawson? That'll be a big Push, thing. Pushes Dawson. That makes more he's, sense because what like you were saying earlier term. about Reese James, what you were saying earlier about Reese James was the fact that he's never stepped up. This guy's only played in League Two and League One. So, in terms of actually having the championship experience, he is not that. So, if he did come in and was potentially the future, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, Let me just try yeah. and find out about his contract. He, so he's, he's 23 years old. So is he's like the, the long term backup, you know, backup for now behind Dawson. But in the long term, he will be the future number, definite number one because he's got a lot of potential. Um, it's interesting to see. You've really got, got a chip on your shoulder that I'm so anti-sign Reese James, haven't you, James? James. I just wasn't <laughs> expecting uh, a, a lack of footballing knowledge on my podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, oh. His contracts up. So he'll be free. So he'll be free, and he's 23. So we wouldn't have to pay a mandatory fee for him either. My only thing with that is he's a free agent. And MK Dons need a keeper. I think he's going to yeah, MK yeah, they've, Dons. They've just dropped. Yeah, but it's Championship versus League I mean, Two. Haven't they just mate. dropped? Did they get relegated? They've yeah, just they dropped got to League Two. They, they got relegated to League Two, but they're going to throw a bit of cash at it, I reckon. 
I'm telling you, pick up Jamie. We'd have to pay compo to Chelsea's 23. Um, uh, yeah. If, they, if, if they've offered him a deal, if they've offered him a deal. Um, but basically, he. So apparently, reading here, Man City are looking to bring him into their youth setup. So Football League World have been talking about that. Um, there might be interest from Bolton in him, which would actually be a good move for Jamie Cunning coming. But if we're looking at a young player to push Dawson, yeah, I'd 100% agree with that. Um, especially if we can get him on a free with a bit of compo, 300, 400k, that'd be a, a decent signing. It makes sense. That's the kind of player you want, See, actually. I do have football knowledge, James. See? I was I being facetious. <laughs> Here's a player that I think would be the ideal situation if you are replacing Dawson, right? So we've covered every end of the spectrum. Um, Marek Rodak, Fulham. He is the epitome of a player who plays for them when they get relegated to the championship and does really well and then never starts and sits on the bench in the Prem. He is 26 years old. He is six foot four. Last season, he was on the bench pretty much for them all season. The season before that, when in the championship, he kept 14 clean sheets in 33 championship appearances. The season before that, they were in the Prem. He was on the bench all season again. The season before that, he spent... Um, uh, he, spent he was with Rotherham in the Championship. 33 appearances, 14 clean sheets again. I was going to say, I thought again, that name sounded familiar. <laughs> he is apparently like, if you look at his sort of... Google value, transfer market value, that sort of thing. It says around three and a half million. The problem is, uh, the lot, what I'm reading a lot online is because he's been he's lost his place to Leno and it looks like Leno will stay at Fulham and be in that, you know, that number one keeper. Rodak is at that age at 26 where he wants to be first team choice somewhere. Mm. So I reckon mm. if we were being serious about this and we really wanted a new goalkeeper, he would make sense to me. Yeah, he would be yeah. a quality. I think he would actually, funnily enough, you were talking about Leeds. He'd be a fantastic signing for Leeds in terms of a new yeah. goalkeeper. Yeah. But if we could, I think a player of his caliber at his age, if we're looking for a first team goalkeeper, he'd be a shout. Any thoughts on that one, Jake? I think that's a good shout, actually, because he's at the right age. He's already done it at championship. So he's already got the championship experience. So we're not having that kind of let's see what happens. I think it's the right aid for someone to push Dawson and you've got that experienced pro just in case we need it, which means then we can help develop uh, Charles. This one actually makes a lot of sense in terms of it and it you probably could get him on a decent deal because I can't see him wanting much. I could see them wanting a couple of million, but it's also a case of if we are going for it, a couple of million on a player like that makes more sense to me than the older signings we would have made. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jack? And as if this is if you say this is the scenario where we cash in on Dawson and replace Dawson, then I think we can get about two million for Dawson from somebody like a Huddersfield or somebody like that, um, you know, around that sort of ilk of club. Uh, then that effectively pays for Rodak, I guess. Mm. But but again, like he's twenty six, so that's also a sort of age where we can give him like a five year deal. And again, right. This is this is a fun thing that I've just thought about. Why don't we give players a five-year deal or something like that, even if we don't want to bring them to term, because then they'll they'll sell for more if they've got like, yeah. But a all good that, few years that, left on the, the deal. Here's the danger with that, Jack. You players will run down contracts. 
We've done that yeah. in the past. Yeah. I think it's a terrible idea, actually. Sorry, mate. Mm. You've been, you've been, oh, no. you've been yeah, in I for just, some pelters this just, episode. But yeah. in terms of... In terms of Oh, yeah, sorry, because the players themselves have got to get their agents to find them a new club and get them interest and all that crap, haven't they? And they can decide they just, just want to a... sit on their wage and not do anything. Yeah. Yeah, and be happy not playing, and then you've got a bloated squad. Yeah. I think the best way to go is shorter contracts with options, and that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Our transfer strategy in that regard has been a lot better recently. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I picked out Marek Rodak because he was one that I've always noticed in the past few seasons. He's just not played in the Prem, but he's been in that Fulham squad, right? I mean, Christ, and then he comes down to the so championship. Well, plays. He's, he's been the number one for Fulham in the championship, and they've got promoted with him. Is that like, like yeah. once, if not more than that? So yeah. he's got the champion championship promotion experience. Also, and he's played with, in the area with, with Rotherham. Tenth place as well. Yeah, they cemented themselves as a kind of Premier League team this year, so yeah. they'll have a bit more money to spend. Yeah, exactly. I think it would make perfect sense. I do think he would potentially go to a top-end championship club. We want to be that, but are we that straight away? No, of course not. There's work to be put in first-hand, so it'll be interesting to see what happened with him. But yeah, yeah, that is just a taster of what we were going to be doing over the next few episodes in terms of players. Um, I actually think there's some good suggestions there. I could potentially see Rodak and um, Cummings working together, actually. Hmm. You know, them them two signing together because younger player, experienced player, bring them in and see what happens. Yeah. I think well, you wouldn't sign Griffiths at the same time because he cost, you'd actually end up costing a bit of money as well. But yeah, mm. guys, I'm going to start with Jack, uh, Jack. Have you got anything to add on this episode of Talking Wednesday before we wrap up? Because that's about all no, I've got. No, 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 no. I, I think I've covered everything that I would have said, really other than the rest of the transfers, obviously, but that will be a future episode, so... Yes, we're already an hour and a half in. It's quite a long episode. Yeah, yeah. As, as much as I'd love to go for three hours, um, we've got plenty of episodes to do this. We don't need to rush. We've got plenty to talk about yeah. this summer. It's a long, old summer. Indeed. Jake? Uh, I just want to say thank you for all the people who congratulated me and my family and all the people who supported the podcast and both our channels over this season. It's been really good to see both channels grow at the same pace. And... It's nice to see there's a Wednesday section on YouTube because it was lonely for a while. <laughs> yeah, we uh, Punk was the o the OG on that, and now I'm starting to do more videos. The channel, the algorithm is liking it. I'm enjoying doing it, um, and it's nice to be able to see the support. I think what's nice to be able to see is the fact that our audiences overlap. We can do it. Yeah. I've noticed this week specifically, we can do a video on the same subject but we'll have the same people in both comment sections. And that yeah, just goes that. to show the Talking Wednesday community now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The people talking on both videos. And that's what's been really nice to see building up through that. But yeah, that has been it for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. We will to see you fair, in the next one. So I just, on. just want to say, I just want to shout out the three or four people that have come from the Talking Wednesday audience to my Twitch channel. I love all four of you. Anyway, yes, there you go. Just, just if we were to well, there you go, to audience members. But there we go. Thank you, all of you. Do you not even stream on Twitch anymore because you bought a computer that breaks all the time? But yes, that oh. is it for this week's episode of Talking <laughs> Wednesday. Take care, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. <laughs> see ya. See you later. <laughs>